Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon to The Soul of Business. I'm Clarissa Montero, Food Panda and Express Food Delivery Services partakes in a variety of initiatives to move towards environmentally friendly initiatives and greener options, launching multiple campaigns such as Meat Free Mondays, as well as incentives for customers to not use plastic cutlery. The food delivery service works alongside its restaurant partners to find the delicate balance between sustainability and profitability. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Laura Cantor, Head of Sustainability and Marketing at Food Panda, to talk to us about Meat Free Mondays, their zero waste initiatives, and how working with their partners to become an industry leader in the realm of sustainability is working out. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, so let's start with how does Food Panda want to work towards its sustainability goals? Maybe you can even tell us what those sustainability goals are. Sure. Um, yeah, so about a year and a half ago, um, we realized with the scale of how food delivery is growing that we really wanted to develop a sustainability strategy that was the core of everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about these little PR stunts that a lot of organizations will do, you know, with the whole uh, company, but something that is part of every single um, business unit, every single team. Mm-hmm. So first we wanted to look at kind of three key areas that we think think we can make the biggest difference. So the first is on plastic Um, plastic waste in particular so we know it's a huge issue I think everyone knows there's an issue with plastic and particularly in Singapore when we know that I think around four percent of plastic is actually recycled Mm -hmm. we wanted to focus on reduction of plastic usage Uh, so that was how we developed the first sort of key uh, pillar of what we do uh, working very closely with customers and also with restaurant partners Uh, the second element is actually on something that we call conscious food Um, so we pride ourselves on the variety that we offer. So I think now we have 7,000 restaurants on the platform and customers can literally eat anything, sushi, chicken, and a lot of vegan options as well. Mm -hmm. But what we did think was important is that we educate customers and also restaurants as well on sustainable food. Um, And obviously we made a a point to ban shark fin um, about a year and a half ago, which we were the first food delivery company to do uh, because we felt that it was our, although we want to offer choice, it's our um, role and responsibility to also protect those endangered species. And then the third pillar of our strategy is on packaging. Um, So we um, currently now work with restaurant partners. They buy their own packaging and Mm -hmm. we are purely the delivery service. But as we grow across the region, so we're now in uh, eight markets, um, we have a huge opportunity to actually help them to identify um, really good quality, sustainable packaging that actually doesn't break the bank because the issue is that plastic and styrofoam is a tenth of the price that biodegradable packaging costs. So this is a big element for us as well to try and help the restaurant partners in sourcing really good quality packaging. That's okay. So three pillars. You've got Mm -hmm. plastic, which is a big one. Let's start with plastic. Mm -hmm. I know that you started encouraging customers to opt out of single use plastic spoons Mm -hmm. and forks and what have you. How has that been going? It's been it's going well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we launched last year uh, in January, I believe. 
Um, and originally it was, uh, the choice was you can kind of kind of ask for cutlery yes or cutlery no. Yes. So it was kind of a hack that we did because we just really wanted to get this out fast mm-hmm. and we didn't want to wait for our product teams. Um, and then a few months ago, we actually launched it now. It's integrated with the app itself. So every order automatically, you're opted out of cutlery. So you have to... I noticed that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So as a customer, you have to choose to opt in. Right. Um, so we obviously want to make it the default. Mm-hmm. Um and but part of that it's still a lot of uh, restaurant education because restaurants many of them will get hundreds of orders an hour they don't read the receipts the delivery receipts so we need to really educate those restaurants to say look um you know, if a customer says no cutlery, make sure you don't put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did was we built on that and we actually have data so we can see from all the restaurants the number of orders that people opt out, people opt in. So we'd send them emails and say, hey, you know, restaurant Y, um, you know, 50,000 cust- customers opted out in the last uh, six months, which mm-hmm. saves you X amount of money. So then they start to think, oh, actually, this is really great for us because usually people think sustainability is expensive, but actually in this instance, it's saving them a lot of money. And we did the same for customers. So the customers who we saw opted out several times at the beginning of the year, so when we celebrated one year, we gave them all $10 vouchers. Um, and we really, the message was really like, you're saving the world, thank you very much, and here's a voucher. Um, we had huge open rates, huge redemption rates, and a lot of really positive customer feedback as well. Um, so I think for us, it's now we've changed the mechanics. It's just really educating customers frequently on the benefits of opting out I mean Mm -hmm. it literally costs them nothing it's costing us to to encourage them to opt out Um, and we're starting actually on the 1st of October so until the end of the year we've committed to this is every fifth order that a customer opts out so they literally have to do nothing but order they don't have to press anything on the app they'll get five dollar vouchers oh that's nice Mm -hmm. we are speaking to Laura Cantor Head of Sustainability and Marketing at Food Panda we're talking about zero waste initiatives And Meat Free Mondays. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so Meat Free Mondays is part of our Conscious Foods uh, pillar. Uh, So as I mentioned... um, This is number two. Yes, the second pillar. Um, So as I mentioned a year and a half ago, we banned shark fin. Mm -hmm. um, And that was an initiative that we partnered with WWF and I think many other um, hotels in, in Singapore as well. Um, So meat-free Mondays, um, as I mentioned, variety is really important to us. Customers have the choice, but we want to encourage them and incentivize them to also make greener choices. Meat-free Mondays is actually a concept I think is quite global. Um, It's something we just wanted to support as well. So if you're a customer and you want to order any vegan or vegetarian um, restaurants, then you get free delivery. You just need to type in the code. And again, that was something we committed to from January to run until the end of the year. Okay. That sounds good. We will. I'll remember that when I order on Mondays mm-hmm. because I do eat a lot of vegan. I'm not vegan, mm-hmm. but I eat a lot of vegan meals because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Now, the shark's fin thing. How do, I, I'm curious about this because this is Asia and there are a lot of Asian restaurants that look to their shark's fin dishes as some of their specialty dishes. Mm-hmm. How has uh, the reception been with the restaurants themselves Mm -hmm. when you said, oh, you know, we're banning shark's fin? I mean, it's a really good point, and it's actually something we agonize over for quite a while. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, a light decision because we obviously want to respect cultural um, traditions as well. Um, But again, it comes down to education. It's how we communicated to our restaurant partners. Um, 
I think in reality, there were maybe about 70 restaurants that had shark fins. So out of, you know, the few mm-hmm. thousand at the time, it's a small percentage. Um, but we, you know, again, it's the account management team, um, you know, make sure that we send the communications to say, look, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Let us know if you have any issues. Mm-hmm. And on by, you know, we gave everyone a month's notice to say on this date, we're going to remove from the platform. And moving forward, we will not sign any restaurants, you know, and allow them to sell shark fin. Mm-hmm. We didn't actually get any negative feedback whatsoever from any restaurants I mean we were ready but they they understood they were fine Mm -hmm. Um, so it was actually very positive for us yeah that's interesting because something like 12 years ago I was invited to a food tasting from a very very well-known Chinese restaurant group and one of the things that was center to the meal was green shark's fin and that this is long before any initiatives with sustainability Mm -hmm. or, or or eating meat free but they were so convinced you would not be able to tell the difference between shark's fin and green shark's fin, mm-hmm. and they were absolutely right. Mm. It was an entire table of media from around the region. None of us knew we weren't eating shark's fin. And, and so let me help you out here. You can't really tell. And what were you eating? It was a Chinese meal. And but, so it was shark's fin soup mm-hmm. in the normal way that it's presented, but it was green shark's fin. So mm-hmm. it was um, a vegan alternative mm-hmm. option. And that mm-hmm. was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So clearly, they've probably made it better by now. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trends like this now. I mean, you see Impossible um, launch earlier this sure. year. There's, we also have a partner we work very closely with in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. who we will be launching with here, um, who uh, created Omni Mints. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially, again, it's it's a pork tasting um, substitute. It's plant-based, yep. uh, made in Thailand. You wouldn't tell that it's not pork, but the benefit of this product, I think, is is that it's cheaper than pork because I think many of these substitutes are actually very expensive. So the average person isn't going to be able to afford to make that shift, right. but they've actually developed something that's cheaper. So we're really excited about those kind of ingredients as well that we can then support to um, you know share with our restaurant partners. All right. We are speaking to Laura Cantor, Head of Sustainability and Marketing at Food Panda. Now, the third pillar was... Packaging. Packaging. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's still a lot of plastics mm-hmm. and, and single-use plastics in packaging moving forward. How do you think that's going to be met by your restaurant partners? It's a really tricky um, issue. And I think the main reason is is purely cost. Mm-hmm. Um because some of the volumes that restaurants are, are selling on a daily basis and, and the cost of biodegradable packaging versus, um, you know, plastic or styrofoam, it is huge. So right. you're talking probably millions of dollars that these restaurants would be saving if they can use cheaper alternatives. Sure. Um, so we actually had a workshop uh, towards the end of last year. We invited some of our biggest brands there to join us. So we included, you know, Pizza Hut, Subway, and we wanted to tackle this issue together and say, okay, what are the biggest challenges and how can we help you? So we're actually running a pilot now in Hong Kong, uh, soon to be in Singapore, where we're testing biodegradable packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal is really that we have our own um, supply chain and web shop where restaurants can literally uh, select these from us. Um, and then they can buy them because we can buy at a huge scale yes, um, and then they can benefit from the price and this actually may be subsidised by our HQ. So we will kind of bear a bit of the cost as well because we're so committed to actually um, solving this this problem. Mm-hmm. The second aspect which is also quite interesting and, and to be honest with very early stages is actually on reusables. So there are some organisations now, more startups in Singapore that have reusable items that you would obviously order from selected restaurants like Salad Stop is one of the participating brands mm-hmm. and you will get it in a reusable container. But then it's on the customer's uh, responsibility. They need to distribute 
put this reusable container back somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at, is that possible? Can we actually create a network? Exactly. Because I said to them, I'm more than happy to do it, but they need to work out if if it's possible from a logistics perspective. So I think there's a few things that I think in the next year or so, especially tech can really help to Mm -hmm. come up with innovations Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're very happy to test. All right. Now, there are partnerships with uh, NEA and WWF to champion zero waste initiatives Mm -hmm. in Singapore. How's that going? Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, we're very um, excited uh, to work with both parties. So WWF, um, we actually have agreed on, on another initiative with them, but I think they're announcing it in a, a month or so. So I okay. won't spoil spoil Don't that. Don't spoil it. Okay. Um, but it's great because I think as Food Panda and and from a personal perspective, I mean, I I love their organisation, and it's great that they they constantly reach out to us as an organisation to to support them in coming up with ideas or attending um, you know special roundtables. The NEA we actually supported them recently on their um, BYO um, campaign, so mm-hmm. um, it's really helping to push reusables as well. Um, and we'll be working with them next year, hopefully on a on a food waste initiative as well. Okay. Now, sustainability is on everybody's mind. It's it's a buzzword. A lot of people are throwing it around. It's being bandied. How serious a company could be about sustainability sometimes is questionable. Mm-hmm. Now, I know with Food Panda, because I've interviewed Food Panda before, that this has, has been a recurring theme mm-hmm. in, in all my interviews with mm-hmm. Food Panda. My, my question is, how do you sustain it? How do you sustain sustainability? So, yes, how do you sustain sustainability? <laughs> um, it's a good question. So I think definitely, and we've discussed this, um, you know, before. It's it's not a PRS, and it has to come. It has to be the core of the business. And sure. I think we're very lucky the the way that Food Panda is as an organisation. We're we're actually quite huge now, mm-hmm. um, but we're still like a little bit startup esque. So mm-hmm. my boss is the MD, and he's very passionate about sustainability. So. If we have an idea, it doesn't take us months to have sign off from multiple, you know, levels of senior management to do something. We can just do something quite mm-hmm, immediately. Mm-hmm. So I think we're very lucky in that sense. Um, but to make it sustainable, actually, another part of our, our framework when we look at sustainability is actually kind of four key stakeholders. So we look at riders, customers, um, restaurants, and the fourth is employees. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you make it sustainable. So it's really like creating champions in the organization. Um, so it's not something coming from senior management and trickle down, but it's literally bottom up, top down, part of recruitment processes, part of onboarding, part of everything we do in the organization that is constantly playing the same message, which actually makes that really part of the culture. All right. Laura Cantor, Head of Sustainability and Marketing at Food Panda. Thank you very much for coming in and talking to us mm-hmm. on Money FM 89.3. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.